So hi there, everybody. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 18 of the Hard Truth Inside the Football Industry Podcast with me, Philip Eidson, and Darren McAnthony, Chairman and Co-Owner of Peterborough United. Now, we're recording, I wouldn't call it an emergency pod, but we decided that we'd record a podcast today after the news, which we're going to get into in a minute or two. But before we do, I just want to ask you on a personal level, like, how was your Christmas and your New Year? Because it's been a couple of weeks since we caught up. Same as you, probably ate the house, the fridge mm-hmm. out else and now i'm paying for that and, and you know not as bad as previous times I, I came into christmas a bit fitter um but now obviously the the health kick kicks in and you know you get your resolutions but it was great you had a family rover brilliant they came for the first game in like nearly three years you know they've been before covid so that was really nice and by luck they saw a win um and uh yeah really really enjoyed it uh good food you know nice cold british weather uh you know obviously christmas movies um Added a new one called Violent Night to that, which is quite a funny diehard of Christmas type movie. Yeah. Uh, and then they flew back yesterday, and and then obviously I'm here for the next you know three weeks before I go back for Callum, Callum like a national art review thing. We're going and visiting college colleges in Sarasota in one place. It's like a big art thing. So for him, so um, yeah, really really good. Uh, I'm not going to lie, the football was was wasn't great. You know, we obviously postponed. We lost the first home game I came to see and. We obviously didn't, I think we lost Ipswich, we drew Charlton, we beat MK, and then obviously we got battered by a promo- another promotion rival uh, a few days ago. So from a football perspective, disappointing, personal-wise, brilliant. You know, you have a good time, the family, all great? Yeah, it was really nice. We um, had a really good Christmas. Um, you know, we had some postponed games as well. I know that we were, uh, you know, going to take a week or so off with the pod, and that turned into two or three because of the postponed games we had over the Christmas uh, period we came back we from a football perspective we lost to carlisle um looked like we hadn't played in weeks because we hadn't and then we had uh, two back-to-back home wins um so we beat harrogate uh, which was one of those games where you know goal in 50 seconds and then nothing happened for the next uh, 89 minutes but you know hung on for the one nil and then a really good kind of end-to-end game against salford it was a really good advert for league two uh, which we came up on top on so um, not too bad from a footballing perspective, good. And have you been have you been eating a lot? Yes, um, too much. And um, you know, the running started again three days ago. So um, you know, the goal is four or five miles a day every day for the next six months. And we'll uh, we'll uh, you know, right now it's more of a half walk, half run than it is a run. But you know, hopefully after a few weeks, I'll get more into a run. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the problem is we. we yeah, we haven't really got much to talk about. Have we on a podcast? Then? No, I mean, what's been going on? Not much. That's why we uh, we skipped it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, we were meant to do it a couple of days ago, but stuff came up. So, um, so here we are today. Yeah. So, walk me through. Obviously, from a news perspective, um, you let Grant go um, and brought it in Darren Ferguson to the end of the season. I want to unpack that a little bit, um, but if you could just walk me through the thinking of, you know, why. It really wasn't working for Grant, um, and why that di- was a decision you felt that needed to be made. Really disappointed. Um, first off, you know, wish them nothing but success himself and Cliff. Um, as men, they're good men. Uh, they got families. You always think of people and their families. You know, even though financially they're looked after when they they leave, and, and they'll be fine. They'll be back and work in five minutes. Um, it's always disappointing. It's never nice. Um, it's why I, you know, I'm late back to do this because I, I went down to do it face to face. A lot of the time I've been in America when things like that have happened, I think you you owe people, you know, look them in the eye, have a conversation with them, uh, you know, 
Um, so you're not going to find me saying negative things about Cliff and, and, and Grant, um, professional to the end, including today. Um, you know, just for me, it's 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 the old cliche of it's a results business. It's it's the eyes don't tell lies, and and we had a lot of expectations in this league. And if you told me back in the summer that by January you were not in the top six, you were pretty much out of the title and automatic promotion race, I'd have called you a liar. And people would say, "Oh, you're off your head," or did it did, but. A lot of P players are here that won promotion. Um, we signed some good players. Um, we have a good squad. We felt a squad that was built to compete. Um, but we've just been inconsistent. It's been lose, win, lose. You know, one win in 10 weeks was the MK Don's win. And I thought, great, you know, maybe that's the start of something. And then we we play Wickham. And whilst we dominated Wickham possession-wise, they're just more savvy than us. You know, they picked us at the right moments. And it turned out to be a very comfortable 3-0 win, which is very frustrating so at that stage you go okay here we are um is anything going to change one win in 10 weeks for a, the squad we put together the, the expense that's been put into everything um what do you do carry on like that um do you, you you're watching and hoping to see a glimmer of something wasn't there um so i came to that realization um and basically made the decision uh, day before yesterday you know, the, you know, pretty much uh, I made it 10 minutes to go on that game. I left 10 minutes to go. And I just, I knew, you know, at that stage. So it was like, okay, I need a bit of time. Drove home, dropped the family off, obviously, yesterday, but it was on my mind and I knew it was something I wanted to do. Um, and then it's a case of, okay, and you presented the board, what are you going to do? You know, because you need another manager. And and whilst I know people are going to laugh and, and, and just make a mockery of the situation, if you, you put down a snare and go, what manager do you want in? You know, what is your type of manager? Is January the right time to bring a manager in? Um, a brand new manager. It's not the right time. It's not ideal. Because a new manager is going to come in. They won't know the place. They won't know the players. They won't know anything. And they'll be like, 22 games to go. What's the expectation? My expectation is for us to be promoted still. People will say you're mad. But that's the way I think. I'm ambitious. It's what we need as a club. It's what we want as a club. It'll always be our aim. So the decision was, okay, there's nobody out there right now that you could go. We could go and get. Um, even if we did pay a release clause, they wouldn't leave now. You know, some of them are at clubs that are vying for promotion, whether it be our league, lower leagues, or whatever else. You know, so okay, so maybe that's the summer. Then I got wind of the ex-gaffer was potentially going to be joining another League One club and, and doing an interview and whatever else. And I know he's had offers to come out before, but they weren't suitable for him. Kieran, who runs our academy, he's academy director, who does a brilliant job. Is is the ex-manager's best friend. So I, I'd, you know, said to Scarfy a couple of days ago, you know, would he be open to coming back, safe pair of hands and having a go for a short period of time, you know, because he's maybe got aspirations for something different. And his response was, he, he's open to a conversation. Yes, short term, and that works for him. And, and so, okay, so I looked at him, went, okay, lives in the area, that means he can spend night and day working. Whereas a lot of managers and staff travel from hundreds of miles away. So everything's tailored around maybe geography and that. That's not a dig of previous manager, by the way. It's just that's just fact. And um, you know, Grant did live near the club. So, but that was one tick. Gaffer near the club. Another tick was, has he got experience of winning promotions from League One and been in this situation before? Tick, tick, tick. Um, I didn't want him to leave a year ago. Uh, I watched Garrett Ainsworth manage Wickham against us, and was while I was sat there, I was thinking. 
this guy got relegated from the championship, although they gave it a good go and they, they got strong towards the end of that championship season. He stayed. They got to Wembley when they were back in League One and lost in the final. And here they are now again in the top six in League One. And he's been there for years. And, and, and you know, the, the losses and the disappointments have never forced him out, have never made him, you know. So I was like, okay, you know, and I always said that to Darren. I felt, you know, he should have ridden the storm and we should have rebuilt and we should have gone again type thing. You know what I mean? And, and forget about, okay, it's a relegation. We're Peterborough. You go to the championship, you're always up against it. So I'm just looking at all those things. I'm looking at, he knows the players. He knows the players. He's watched our games. He, you know, he knows our club. He knows the structure of the club. And it's just a good pair of hands to maybe have a go. And obviously in the summer, we go in another direction. And that's just, that's something he's comfortable with. You know, he didn't want anything long-term. We were okay with that as well. We were like, look, it's 22 games. So I met with him and we had a chat and he was, I was like, can, can you get us promoted? And he said, yeah, I can have a go. And, you know, and, and tell me about it. And we spoke about it and we spoke about all the reasons that maybe we've underperformed the football style, the things we haven't done well, the things we could do better, you know, the potential in the squad. Uh, he's refreshed. He's been out a year and a refreshed Darren Ferguson, a triple promotion winner from League One for me. It was a no-brainer for five months. No-brainer. Um, and I know people want to have a go and they go, oh, you four times and three times you've sacked him and blah, 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 blah. But the previous three times it worked out pretty well. Yes, there's been disappointments, but on the and then I was looking at his ten years with us, and probably he's had two bad years in ten, and that would be last year in the championship, and the other year would be in a second spell. We finished, we got relegated from the champ, which we didn't deserve to, so it wasn't so much of a down year. It was just an unlucky end to that year. The following year, we we made the playoffs and we won the EFL trophy, and we fell short in the playoffs. And the year after that was when we should have done a rebuild, and we didn't. And you know, he I, I let him go. I chucked players over him. So he's had two really bad seasons. You know, you go back to this, Kurt, the spell he just came in on, you know, during COVID, he helped keep the club together. You know, the stuff he did, you know, that season we would have got promoted. We got promoted the following year. The half season he came in to replace Steve Evans. We we got pipped on the final day by Doncaster. You know what I mean? So, you know, people want to moan and scream and come at me and whatever else, but, but go through all of these things I've just said. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I mean, if I look at it, so I was, you know, surprised to see the appointment um, as, you know, as, as somewhat of an outsider. I think if his name was different, there would be less surprise. So for all the reasons that you talked about. And so there's this thing in football around, well, you don't go back or, you know, where's the imagination if you're just going back to the same people all the time? And, you know, you like, start... Chris, like, like Chris Wilder is going to come to Peter right. United. And like, I mean, you, you, you know, I... Sometimes the reality, you know, for you know, fact and fiction, it's just it's just absolutely astounding some of the dumb shit that you see, you know what I mean? So let me just ask you a genuine question. You're you're a you're a massive fan of a big football yeah. club, Bradford. If Bradford were top ten in League One mm -hmm. with twenty games to go, you hired Darren Ferguson, would you be disappointed? No, because he's got his track record at the end of the day. Um, you know, you'd go on that track record and he's done it what, three times? Correct. Correct. So, and and not only that, he's done it with exciting football, mm -hmm. and he's well, young players, and he's done it with the right way. You know, that's because I'm going to come and ask you about what's going to change, and I think that's probably one of the answers. Uh, but going back to, um, you know, as I kind of looked at, because um, I know that you're you're going to be very respectful of the previous regime because 
you know, of course you have that respect for them. It was really interesting to me, you know, some of the conversations we'd had on the pod running up to now where you talked a lot about the mindset and a Peterborough United team playing not to lose rather than playing to win. And I just wonder how much that played into, even if results uh, uh, have been good or better. I, I Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to dig out the previous management for having that mindset. I don't think that's their mindset. You know, they played, you know, they scored a lot of goals at Hull. You know, their intention is to win every game. You know, whether or not, look, at the end of the day, the results just weren't there for us. You know, we're, I'm disappointed. They're disappointed as well because they'll feel they didn't get the best out of the players, just like I feel we didn't get the best out of them. And some will argue, well, they won the league with Hull and they did well at Doncaster. Absolutely. So, yes, okay. Trolls want to come at me. I didn't get the best out of them. But I promise you this, and they can't say any different. I gave them everything they wanted. I gave them everything they wanted. It didn't work. That happens in football sometimes. So that's disappointing. But that's just the way it goes. That's the way the industry, the business, it's the way the cookie crumbles, so they say. Um, you, you know, and, and you put your best foot forward and with the best intention and will in the world, you support, you, 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 you give them everything they need. And sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, you know, so it's disappointing. Of course, it is. I don't. People know me recently. You know, you can laugh about oh, you sack loads of managers and hard, but no, I don't. I always give managers a fair run. You know, these current guys were with me nearly a year. They gave it a shot, and the champ didn't work out. They had a reset in the summer. You know what I mean? We, we, you know, the incredible staff. They, they, they did things at the training ground. A lot of things changed, but unfortunately, they didn't get the best out of of the squad. They didn't get the best out of us. Uh, and, you know, I feel we should be doing better. And, you know, we lost, I think, to 90% of the top eight we've lost to. Uh, and that's indicative as well. And a, a real troubling one for me was is that the average goals in the final 25 minutes of games in League One is about 15% of a team's goals mm -hmm. come in the final kind of quarter of a game. The best being a top team, like 25% of their goals come late. They roll over teams late on. I think we... 1.7% of our goals came in the final 15 minutes. It's, it's, I'm not blaming the management staff or whatever else because the players have to take responsibility. But that is a damning statistic. You know, you want to win promotions, you have to run over teams late on. Forget about fitness. Fitness is over. You can go over the top about fitness because I, don't, I think we were very fit. For whatever reason, our players, whether it was a mindset of the players, they'd get 2 0 up or 3 0 up and they wouldn't roll over people. Mm -hmm that ruthless fucking arrogance to fucking absolutely go bang Sheffield Wednesday the other day and it'd be Cambridge United 5-0 two wasn't enough three wasn't enough let's just stick the knife in and get another two so so something's not quite right and it wasn't it wasn't changing you know we've played half a season we're out of every cup by Christmas mm -hmm. I don't think that's happened under me before the EFL trophy the league cup the FA cup every cup we're out of you know and it's it's just it just wasn't working. So that was just the honest truth. Uh, and, you know, the two guys are very classy today, both Cliff and Grant. And, you know, thank me for the support and the opportunity. And I wish them nothing but the best. And, and you know, that's football. We'll meet again. That's just the way it goes. Um, you know, so um, I only, you know, some of the stuff said and whatever else, I mean, it's, it's some of it's, you know, veering on abuse and, you know, whatever else. And it's like, get out and do this and whatever else will... You can keep asking me to get out. You know, you can, you, someone's gone about my ego. This isn't about ego. You know, um, what's more important to you? You know, worrying about my ego or making sure my wallet does its job. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm here. 
you know, our club. All I wanted was for the team to do its job while I did what I needed to do off the field to make us healthier and better. All I wanted was just give me a few months, just do your jobs, win football games, compete, be up there vying for promotion, and let me do all the things I need to do to fix some of the things that we need to fix. And I've spoke about this recently. You know, and fans have asked, reduce debt, yeah. make us healthy, make us leaner, not cheaper, just put us in a good position. You know, look look at the next couple of years, not as a reset, just as a reimagining to make sure that we're going in, in the right direction. You know what I mean? What are our, what are our goals? Mm -hmm. What are the goals next months? What are the goals 24? What are the goals in year three, four, and five? And I was really excited about getting us in that position, getting away from all the negative stigma and the stuff being written and, and you know, people saying, we, you know, we've got debts everywhere and we've got people out, all that nonsense. You know I mean, I just wanted that to be quiet and I wanted our academy just to thrive and then just make sure our first team was just competing to win promotion. If they got promoted, doing a lot better than we've done previously, do you know what I mean? And, and getting into that league and work really hard again to stay in that league and, and all those little things. And just the players in the first team just haven't given me that chance. You know, so while I'm getting hammered, you know, people have to realise I'm I'm doing my best on all sides. Um, as is Jason, yeah. you know what I mean? The ownership, you know, we're doing their best to to basically make sure that we're in a really, really good position. So, you know, Darren and the team, their immediate goal is is the next 22 games we have left. I think it's 22, you know, starting Monday week at Port Vale away and looking at have a right go, have a right go, put everything into it. I said to him yesterday, or, or today, you've got the next four or five days. Address, assess, look through everything. What do you need? What do you don't need? Who do you want to go out and loan? Who do you want to leave? Da, da, da. Because there are players that obviously were about to go. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking about high-end sales. I'm talking about players who aren't playing going out and loan. You know, obviously there was a lot of clubs in for Jack Marriott, all those kind of things. And I've just said to Darren, you know, you look at it and tell us the next few days, do we need, you know, left back or right back? What, what do we need? Do we need a... I don't know, central midfielder. Do we need another strike? What do we need? So, so you know, we, we as a club think we know, but give us give us that, you know, your your interpretation. Can you, players who weren't in favour, do you want to work with them? Do you want to give them that opportunity? Are you okay? Previous maybe management were saying, yeah, they're okay to leave. Is the current new management going, that's fine as well. Um, and I, I've kept most of the grand staff bar. His assistant and him have left because I felt either one of them left, the other one was mm -hmm. going to go. Did the right thing there like with them and they appreciated that um darren's obviously going to have that the staff he's got coaches at the club our academy director is going to step in and help him i've said to him if he needs anyone else we can do that too but because it's short term there's not a lot of number twos that will come in or leave another football club to come work here so you know he's, he's got some good people at the club liz will give them a tremendous amount of support for organizing friendlies the next 10 days organizing away travel all the things they need so everything's there for that i just need them focusing just on everything, what's in front of them and, and the next few games. So he's really excited about that. Like it's since we agreed and he agreed to come back, you know what I mean? He's, you know, the last, every hour that's gone by with him, he's even more mm -hmm. enthusiastic and an enthusiastic reinvigorated Darren Ferguson um, is, is a massive asset to the football club. I don't care if he's been here 10 times before at the end of the day, it, it's what's right for the club. While I, as I've said in previous podcasts, spend the next few months, fixing all the issues yeah. that need to be fixed. And I can fix them and I will fix them. But people need to just back off and let me do that. And and stop stop creating mayhem and nonsense and trolling. And, you know, it, it's just our name calling. It's just pathetic. You know, trust me. 
um, there are worse owners out there you could have. Uh, you know, and, and again, it's it's not me being lazy. It's not me spinning the wheel going backwards. It's not that I can't hire another manager. I know that's always thrown at me, but we've done all right under me. We've done all right under me, Jason and Randy. You know, it, it's like owning a club like Peterborough is not always going to be plain sailing. Mm -hmm. So it's never dull, you know, but the fans have to, you know, agree. There's a lot of club fans that will be like, we, we wouldn't mind some of that action. It can be dramatic at times, but we wouldn't mind some of that action. Now, I, I need to ask just so that, you know, it's kind of on the record, how involved was, was Jason in the process as well? So this is a, you know, um, it, it's not you acting and kind of you're there, you're kind of in isolation. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, uh, no, he, he was he was involved. I mean, I, I you know, I, I'd spoke about it, you know, two, three weeks ago. And then after the Wickham one, I, I said, look, my as the football side of things, you know, and I haven't done my own work behind the scenes and, and, and seeing what's happening and looking at the results and looking at, you know, one win in 10 weeks and, and, and looking at our gates dropping because of what fans are, all those things, you know. And, and if Alan Swan's listening, I don't want you making dramatic headlines off this. I don't want this to turn into, because no one's slagging off Grant or Cliff. And I don't want any of that going out. What I really need is I need everyone come at that, be calm, and let Darren, the staff, and the players see if they can give us a fighting chance. I don't want loads of drama. So I don't want just tidbits coming out and and and, and just creating unnecessary drama. But in answer to your question, I said to Jason, look, I would never make this decision, you know, without obviously chatting it through, you know, with Barry, with people at the club, and obviously with Jason. Um and, and and going and he was like he once he looked at it in the cold light of day he was like yeah it makes sense because i don't think we're going anywhere anytime fast as regards to promotion you know we're 20 points plus off the top two which is where we didn't envisage being you know we, we envisage being in the third round of the fa cup we envisage being in the top three fight for the top two spots you know we envisaged a good run in the efl trophy that maybe resulted in wembley um and we envisaged in you know uh, a lot of goals scored and a lot of, you know, positive stuff about football club in that way, whilst we could go about doing what we're doing. Um, you know, and, and and there's some really exciting stuff we're working on that's going to be really good for the football club. That's the really frustrating thing. If the team just gave me a fucking break for five minutes and just did their jobs, you know, the stuff that we're working on, we're doing, you know, the fans are going to love some of this stuff. And they're like a big part of my plans. And I'm really reinvigorated about those plans. And, and you know, unfortunately... When you're losing as a football club, it's difficult for fans to get passionate about anything but what's going on on the field. So I'm hoping we can change that and we change it quickly. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that has been a problem for us at Bradford and all the stuff that we've been doing is, at the end of the day, the results are what really matters the most, even though, you know, you may be making a lot of improvements on an infrastructure perspective or financial health and all those, it all gets overridden by what the score was on Saturday. Uh, Correct. And, uh, Correct. you know... That's just that's one of the unfortunate things. I guess it must be a big frustration as being a football owner. So that really is kind of that, that. That's the only thing that really matters at the end of the day. It, it is, and it's like you know because everything I was you know the last few months it's been nonstop like have a go yeah. stuff from fan boards, stuff from supporters groups, stuff coming out from you know people I've had meetings with, and you know just constantly having a dig. And I think they're all at it again today. And it's just constantly like some people have been waiting years to have this dig, which it feels like, and it's. You know, I've got one of those memories that's a long memory. And my dad used to say, little apples will grow. You know, you keep those things, you know, in your closet for when you're being successful again. 
and, and you know, and, and I am like that. I'm, I'm, you know, I always say you come for the king, you better fucking kill the king because what you don't want is try and do it by a thousand cuts because that ain't going to fucking work with me. And some of the nonsense and some of the crap coming from people who, A, I've been very good to over time, B, I've never had a bad word with, and now all of a sudden they feel it's their time to really come at me. Big mistake in my opinion. You know, I'm young, I am successful, I am driven, and, and you know, I am completely refocused and re-energized on doing things at this club that, you know, reaching heights um, we haven't reached before, off and on the pitch, and, and that is like massive for me. So it's really disappointing the team have put me in a position where this is what's going on, rather than me saying, oh, look, we're, we've got this bar restaurant we're about to spend, you know, half a million quid doing. We've got planning about to be submitted for this. We've got that coming in. We've got, you know, we're, we're buying another club, you know what I mean, as part of a multi-club. Oh, you know, exciting stuff, things that are like, and look, oh, look, we've reduced the debt by six million or whatever else. So there's loads of things, you know, in a, in a positive way that I'm working towards making happen. And unfortunately, they get overshadowed by when the team has a shit run. And you don't mind winning or losing two football games. Mm -hmm. You don't mind not winning for two Saturdays. But fuck me, when you don't win for 10 weeks, you know, when you play a promotion fucking rival, one that we've got a bit of recent history with, and go out and lose fucking 3-0. I mean, it really, really does make life difficult sometimes. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah, and it's... All the compound, there's the compound effect of all the other things you talked about. So I was thinking, you know, as you were talking about the run, you know, there's times when you look at that and say, you know, this is a blip. We need to get through it. There's these circumstances. Once we get through it, we'll come out the other end and, and things will be okay. And then there's other times you sit there and you watch it and you think, I'm kind of past the point of no return because I don't see that this is going to improve. This situation is going to improve or it's not going to improve quick enough for, you know, Correct. to help you meet the goals and the expectations that you have. And so, you know, it feels like, it was really the latter. Um, you know, as I want to kind of look forward and um, a couple of questions just um, from a, um, a Darren perspective, and then we can wrap things up for, for today's pod. You know, when you'd kind of made that decision or even when it was festering in your mind, this may be a decision that you had to make, was there anybody else ever in your mind or was this, you know, I, I think that Darren, if he's available, is going to be the answer in the short term. You know, how did you I, come to that decision? Well, I didn't think he'd be available mm -hmm. because I thought he was going to be, you know, going to a, you know another club vying for playoffs like us with a fan base that's unhappy. Um, you know, so I didn't, I didn't think he'd be available. Had already started looking at okay, what suits our criteria? You know, what do we go for? Yeah. You know, you've got your experience. You've got your young coach in the Premier League. You've got young managers lower down the pyramid playing Brazilian football. You know, you got all these things to look at, you know, and, and, and I'd already started, I'll be really honest with you, the night of the Wickham loss, even though my family were, you know, going home the next day and I was driving them to the airport at six in the morning, um, I, I didn't sleep. Mm -hmm. I can tell you, I was up all night, basically going through analysis, watching interviews, looking through statistics, data, hearing people's interviews from when they won, when they lost, you know, all the things you do about managers, talking to people. I was up basically all night and basically I then, Went upstairs, I had a shower, dropped them to the airport at 7.45 and came home and slept for three hours and then went back at it again. Do you know what I mean? So trust me, it's been, you know, um, yeah, I didn't think there was a possibility. The ideal situation was someone to the end of the season. You know, you call it caretaker or whatever. But you're not going to find one of them. Who, you know, they need to know the football club. Um, and when then, obviously, the possibility about Darren had arisen, 
you know, and, and I kind of pushed home what's going to Kieran and said, would he, would he definitely be interested? And I was like, would he, would he meet for, for a chat tomorrow with me, you, Baz and him? And he was like, yep. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. It's because if you, I, I got five candidates that I was going to run mm-hmm. past my partner. There's the five. I don't think we're going to get any of those five now. You know, could I pay a 50 grand release fee or under, of course I could, but I don't think they're going to leave their clubs where they mm-hmm. are. Um, you know, the Premier League younger managers, under 21 coaches, like they've gone to some of the bigger clubs around us and whatever, they've done all right and done well. I was looking at it going, is this something you want to parachute them into in January? Or is this something you would do in the summer? Did you get what I mean? Well, um, I, I, I personally think January is a fucking shit month for recruiting players and bringing managers in. I do. That's my personal opinion after 17 years in the game. I think you can recruit players potentially on loan with the potential to buy. Mm-hmm. I've done that with Jack Taylor, with Sammy Schmodox. That's worked. But I don't think it's a great, you know, to go out and get five new players in a January. It, history has shown it never works. It never, ever works. You know, five, six, seven players yeah. for an 11. So I think it's the same with a manager, Phil. I, 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 I do. Uh, and the only time I've gone out in January and got other managers has been Darren Ferguson you know, in the January, February, um, a couple of times. And it's both times, eventually it worked and led to promotions. Not one sort of, one straight away, mm-hmm. another, time, you know, 18 months later or whatever. So it was just, it just made sense. But I wanted to kind of talk it out first. Because I also wanted to be really clear and say, this is where we are. This is where we are as a club. This is what's been going on for the last 11 months. You know, things have changed. And I'm not talking just financially, but overall. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to hear his opinion. And to be fair, his opinion was, you know, I don't think it suits anyone, you know, going long term on this. This needs to be short term till the end of the season. You know, at the end of the day, he's aware that people go, oh, here we go again. I'm sure he's probably eager to prove Bar Donnie and Peterborough he can do it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. He's turned down a couple of very good jobs in the summer that weren't ideal because of the ownership structure. Um, you know, but I think he, he would have probably, if I'd let him go for that interview, I think he would have landed that other job. And I looked at it and went, will that work better for them or for us with him? Would he be better with us or yeah. them? And I was like, he's got to be with us. I made what I felt was the right decision for our club. And for fans who get really upset with me for doing that, put yourself in the hot seat sometimes. This isn't football manager. This is lives on the line. This is like jobs on the line. This is like people's futures on the line. You have to do what's right and you have to make big decisions. And sometimes you have to make unpopular decisions. Mm-hmm. But then again, you say that and people talk about social media and 10, 15 people on Twitter. The emails I get from the older fan base, you know, the ones who've been around a long time, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, the fan base that have been with us through thick and thin are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Like, so happy. Unbelievable. So, you know, that, that for me, good. There's younger fans, we know what they're like. They can be a bit impulsive. Yeah, and even, uh, you know, I was looking online beforehand just to get the mood uh, of the decision. And, you know, when you kind of cut through some of the um, some of the toxic stuff and the, you know, the memes and the, you know, people trying to make a joke out of it, uh, it seemed like consensus was pretty much, you know, we needed to make a change and we know that uh, Darren's got history. And, you know, I, I didn't see a great deal of negativity related to it. Aaron McLean rang me two hours ago. And don't forget, Darren fired Aaron as a coach. Mm-hmm. 
Adam was a player, and you know, Aaron's killing it in the media now. And he said to me, because I said, oh, there's a few people moaning, and Aaron was like down the phone, are they fucking for real? A fully re-energized, refreshed year out of the game, Darren Ferguson in League One, with this group of players, how the fucking anyone not be fucking happy with that? And that was Aaron, you know, and I respect Aaron, you know what I mean? Like, and, and straight, that's what he said. He was like, what? Like, what? He said, this is, you know, perfect scenario to the end of the season. Perfect scenario. So, you know, again, you're not going to please everybody, are you? It's, it's not a popularity contest, unfortunately. So, is what it so is. my last question, we talked a lot about it being short term to the end of the season. You know, that suits all parties. Is there, you know, at the end of the day, a view that if this goes the way that you all want it to, that it could be a long term? Or is there no, it's like, let's just get through the next 22 games first? I think reading it now, I think Darren would like to finish with a promotion. Mm -hmm. He'd like to come in, get us up, and and, and go on to better yeah. things. Not better things, but something different. I do. And like some unfinished uh, business that you ended yeah. back up in League One. He wants to he should, get yeah. you back to where you were. He should never have left us, mm -hmm. even when we were losing all those games. He shouldn't have. You know, at the end of the day, he 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 he's an emotional person. He reacted. He felt he wasn't getting the best out of the players. You know, we didn't have, you know, the goods to give him what he needed in the champ. That's normal. You know, we're a certain size club. Um, you know, it's not owned by billionaires. We try our best. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he wants to come in. You know, he 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 is very specific. It's short term. You know, he wants to come in and try and re-energize the players, put right maybe what happened last year. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he's excited about that. And I'm excited about it too, to see what he can do. And, you know, and that's the way it is. You know, I've always said I, I would have Darren for as long as he wants to be here because I think he's only good for our football club. Because people go, on, are you losing in the championship again? Yeah, but the stuff you're doing at the club, you know, the academy, all the things that are in sync, everything that just works so well, you know, there's so many good things. And sometimes we get obsessed about being in the championship, which I want to be, but it's not always going to work. You know, Rotherham went up and down. Paul Warren took him up, took him down, took him up, took him down, took him up, took him down. You know, and they look like they finally got it right this year. And then he went to Derby. You know, Garrett Ainsworth, up, down, you know, trying to get up again. You know, it's not always a bad thing having a manager, you know, at a club our size who are fighting above their weight, doing their best. And sometimes it's just not going to work out in the champ. But it doesn't make them a bad manager. So, you know, right now my concentration is give them the support, the tools, whatever he needs, Go and give you your best shot for the next 20 plus games. And in the meantime, I'll get on with all the stuff I'm working on. Mm. Uh, if he if he as it is a short term, he leaves in the summer, you know, we will we will go for something different. Um, when I say different, you know what I mean? We'll do something maybe we haven't done before, and um, and we'll we'll try and make it exciting. And we'll try and you know, all the things that tick our box as a club that we want in a manager. So we we will leave no stone on unturned in that. You know, and if Darren has time in between interviewing for Real Madrid and Juventus <laughs> after bringing us by some miracle back to the championship, I'd maybe even ask his opinion about it. You know what I mean? So, so you know, or he might turn around and say, you know what, I want to be. Yeah. You know, I, you know, at the end of the day. So, look, all options are on the table. I've, you know, I've never lied to posh fans, anyone fans, you know, but right now, today, this is five months. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and to get the best out of underperforming players, you know, I've said it all season. Our young players have done really well. You know, our most experienced players, for whatever reason, are below their own standards. But I do know they can play a lot better. Yeah. And I'm hoping 
kind of get a bit of a jolt. And maybe they're looking disappointed that Grant and Cliff have lost their job. And maybe they look in the mirror and go, the only agenda we have right now is coming together and giving it a go to get promoted instead of, am I getting the move? Mm-hmm. Am, I getting, am I getting that? The only agenda owners, fans, and players and management should have right now, we want to get this football club promoted. It should be the only agenda for everyone. Good, bad, ugly, positive, negative, just the same agenda. Let's go and try and give it our best shot and let's just get behind the team, the club, you know, whatever. Because that is the way it is. And there are worse all football fans out there and football clubs out there. You know, if I gave you the opportunity to swap places with me right now for Bradford's five points off the top six with a squad of players that we have littered with young talent, golden boot winners and everything else, and a triple promotion winning manager, I'm sure you'd probably snap my hand off and swap it right now. Um, indeed, I think that, um, you know, it's always been interesting to me because I think that what you have as a football club is very well respected um, throughout the football league, especially when you look at some of those larger clubs as well, like us, that are um, punching below where we may expect our natural level to be. Um, So there's a lot of good things going on with the club, and that's what we talked about before, that just gets overshadowed by, you know, what the last 10 weeks looked like. Yeah, and 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 I always wake up every day and remember that we're competing against Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, uh, Bolton, um, Portsmouth, Plymouth. Mm-hmm. You know, when I bought Peterborough, Plymouth were a top twelve championship side. We're competing about against you know Charlton. I've missed some clubs there, but I've been just not being disrespectful. But this is what we're competing against. This is the beauty about what we do. And not only do we compete, we 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 do pretty well against those clubs in League One. So we're competing against them all the time. So, yeah, um, it's it's football. We've always said this. There's no perfect science, but you put your best foot forward and try and and give your club the best chance possible. Mm-hmm. And that's all I ever do. Nothing is done with malice. Nothing is done intentionally to fuck things up. Nothing's done to wind people up. Nothing's done to, you know, put us in a bad way. But there's always going to, even when we're winning and even when we're getting promoted, there's naysayers, there's dissenters, there's haters. There's people near the club who just just want to have a go. And now more than ever, they're out there and they're loud and they've got their megaphones out loud and proud. You know what I mean? And and, and just coming at me left, right and centre. That's fine. I'll be seeing you down the road. I got one last question, uh, which is not really related to today's events, but it's about the transfer window. You know, I think that you can't move for rumours um, in the transfer window, as usual. And so, you know, you're seeing a lot of uh, noise around well, Johnson Clark Harris is going here and Jack Taylor is going there and, you know, all kind of your assets uh, are being talked about. Are you looking to sell in the window or is this just kind of transfer, um, like, rumours? It's it's transfer rumours. When you have great players like we have and you have a dirt of talent, you're always going to have interest in Mm -hmm. your players. Fortunately, too many clubs have read too much into our demise and and, and think they could pick the balance. And have been met with a, a response from me in particular of shove that up your ass where the sun don't shine because we're, we're still the same as we were a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Okay. We don't sell our best players for peanuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what you read, don't believe everything you read. You know, we're no different to any other club in League One and in the championship that if a deal is right for our player, for our club, we'll always do it. But don't forget, we'll follow it up by doing our own mm-hmm. business as well. 
know, and and you don't want to lose some of your best players, you know. But that's the nature of the game, um, you know. And, and some of those players, they can be with you a period of time, and then it's time. Yeah. You know? So so you know, I'd be happy to. We're going to go through the window and do some business. There'll be ins and outs. You know, we've spoke about this before, but I want to make sure we end the window with a very, very, very competitive squad. I've also got one eye on this window and next summer. Mm -hmm. Really, not not for selling. I'm talking about acquiring. You know, so you, you, you know, again, like I did when we built the original promotion squad, and I spoke about this before. If we don't do what we wanted to do this season, well, then it's the time where you've got to readjust a little bit. You know, not rebuild, but readjust and bring in more talent. You know, and move on talent maybe that hasn't done the business. So that's just football. Yeah. We're always that way. Um, but I mean, no, I'm not. My, my knickers aren't around my ankles. You know, begging people to buy our players, and I have laughed and had conversations with people who've made offers, mm -hmm. and they've apologised profusely for making those offers. You know, and, and blamed agents and whatever else. And I've gone, no, always somebody else's fault. Yeah, and you know, I said you've read. And this is where I used to go on about some fans and people who put shit up about us being in trouble. It doesn't do us any favours when you get then clubs, mm -hmm. rivals, people trying to offer you, you know, ridiculous crap prices on your players, you know, and because they read stuff and they believe. And that's what I'm saying. It's always very dangerous yeah. for stuff to put out there. So, no, if any business has done it, it'll be the best business, as we always do. And we will be actively shopping to the point where me, the gaffer, Baz, are going to be at games on Saturday, Tuesday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out near you. You're going to see us, maybe individually, maybe together. But I'm really, next 10 days, really excited. We're, we're, we're out and we're looking at not just this window, the summer as well, you know, putting pieces together. Uh, and again, learn from lessons. Learn our lessons from, from, from historical things. And people go, you never learn your lesson. And da -da -da -da. Trust me, I have. You know, so um, I know what needs to be done. Let's now let everyone at the club take a breath get to work, go win some football games. You know, let's have a right go. Let's see what happens. All right. Well, I want to thank you. Let's wrap things up there. I know it's been a hectic day. Appreciate you taking yeah. some time out to uh, have a chat, to kind of, of walk through the decisions. Uh, hopefully it provides a little bit more information. I'm sure there'll be folks who listen and don't agree with everything or, uh, uh, you know, throwing, throwing stuff against the, uh, um, you know, the, the earbuds at some of the things I heard, but that's just the nature. Phil, I'm okay with people disagreeing. I'm okay with people, you know, not agreeing with, but like stop with the personal stuff. Stop with the get out of my club. You know, it doesn't work like that. Okay. I own your club. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pay the bills. Okay. You're just going on social media and go, get out of my club. It doesn't work. So grow the fuck up and stop acting like a deluded fucking 13 year old. Do you know what I mean? And if you've got any questions or there's things you don't agree with, let us know because we'll do a Q&A. You know, I'll take questions that anyone wants to send in and Always. we can walk through those in the next time we uh, record a pod. So all the usual spaces. Exactly right. That's that's life, you know. So you don't agree, be respectful. Yeah. That's all you ever ask, you know what I mean? Don't get personal. And, and I won't get personal. So it's the best foot forward. So thank you to everyone for the support because there's always more support than there is negativity. That's just, that's normal. Uh, and I want to say I really appreciate that. And some great people around Peterborough that have just constantly supported us mm -hmm. no matter what. So God bless. And a special mention, we lost a great guy today, David Gold. 
really good friend of Barry. Barry was very emotional earlier on today when that news came out. He got a phone call, and I'd met David many times, and he was just a, a lovely man. And uh, you know, best wishes to his family. Uh, he was 86 and he passed away. And football's lost a really, really one of the good owners, you know, out there. I know him and Sullivan are a pair, and they were both, you know, very good owners. But I'm sure Sullivan will be very sad, and everyone around West Ham. So David was a, a great guy. So God bless to him and his family. All right. Well, until next time, thank you very much again, Dara, and we'll talk to everybody soon. Take care, guys.